Welcome to Disney Versus, where we slaughter termites just for fun. <laughs> this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. I know we've been gone for a while, but we are back. Uh, today we are going to go kind of back to basics with the podcast. We're going to be doing uh, some smaller matchups and episodes to focus more on the Disney Versus of Disney Versus. We're going to pick... A Disney movie, an animated movie. We're going to stay animated and match it with a vaguely similar non-Disney movie. Uh, so we can take a look at some different animated movies and different studios that we don't normally get to talk about. And, you know, kind of at the end, we're going to kind of pick a winner, kind of figure out what we would recommend, which one do we like more, you know, stuff Does like Does Disney that. reign supreme? Yes. Is is Disney really the best? Um Yes. Unless it comes to dragons. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to that when we get there. Um, we're still going to do brackets from time to time. We're not done with working on the eras, I promise you. We're just we're just a little burned by the eras right now. <laughs> yeah. For now, we're just going to do one-on-one. So to uh, take a swing at this and, you know, practice a little bit, we're going to start with something simple. We're going to do the most obvious uh, rivalry which is, you know, Disney versus DreamWorks. And we're going to talk about A Bug's Life versus Ants. Uh, the most obvious one that, the obvious pairing of movies that people think about when they think about, you know, movies that are similar and came out in direct competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Armageddon and Deep Impact or... The Prestige uh, and The Illusionist. The Illusionist, yeah. Before we get to that... One thing that isn't changing. Grace, what you watching? Uh, Matt and I started watching American Horror Story Apocalypse, the season called Apocalypse, which is very good. I think we're four or five episodes in. Um, so that's very good. Amber and I finished How to Get Away with Murder, and Matt and I are watching Only Murders in the Building. There's a, there's a theme here. <laughs> I, think, I think we're ready for fall. Um, is that what it is? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of murder happening. But murder in different, like, very different murder shows. And then I just saw Snarky Puppy last night. They kicked off a new tour. And uh, I saw Sylvanessa a, a few weeks ago, which is a, another band. I have no idea. Well, I know who Snarky Puppy is. I have no idea who Sylvanessa is. Can you... Yeah, you've probably heard... You've probably heard a couple of their songs. One is called Coffee or Black Coffee. I think it's called Coffee. Um, That's probably like the most popular of theirs. But what about you? What are you watching? I've been watching a couple of things. I've been trying to get back to watching, like spending like weekend nights or weekends watching just random stuff that I'm interested in. More recently, I watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And uh, a while back, I had a, I went, I got to go to a, a special screening of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, mm-hmm. and I like both of these movies because it's something where people were like, "Oh, these are different animation styles than what we're used to," and it's more in the vein of you know copying into the Spider Verse. And while they are correct that they're different animation styles, I hate that people say they're copying into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. because. What they mean by that is it's not just the normal, well, it's not the normal traditional computer animated Disney movies or animated movies that we're used to, which it's it's funny that we're now moving kind of into a, a newer era of animation because mm-hmm. first it went from 2D to, we lived through 2D, 2D to 3D mm-hmm. and now we're living through 3D to, I guess, like 3d but it looks doesn't look like 3d or whatever mm-hmm. and I, I i'm enjoying the um the new changes like the what what these animated styles do like especially with teenage Mutant ninja turtles the concept behind that art style was they wanted it to look like a teenager was scribbling on the margins of their notebook mm-hmm. so in if you why if you have that in mind and you watch you know the first scene where there's the raid on the lab, you can see it 
Mm-hmm. Like the the smoke doesn't look like smoke. It just looks like someone was drawing smoke mm-hmm. on a notebook. And I really enjoy it. And okay. It's very different. Yeah. But I just wanted to rant for a second and say, no, they are not copying Spider-Verse. <laughs> Spider-Verse is just, you know, doing something different. They were just the first ones. It's like saying, oh, someone doing stop motion is copying Nightmare Before Christmas, just because Nightmare Before Christmas is probably one of the most well-known ones. Like, mm-hmm. Nope, it's a different, it's just a different animation style. You can't, like, Nightmare isn't the owner of that one style. They just kind of did it the most in the most popular way. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the summer, and I'm like, when is TV coming back? And I forgot, mm-hmm. oh, TV's probably not coming back. Mm-hmm. So with that, I just wanted to give a shout out to the SAG actors that are still on strike, particularly friend of the show, Erica Allsides. So Hi, Erica. Stay strong, gal. Have you been keeping up with like just random articles on like, not really and everything? It's insane every time I get on Twitter and there's like an update mm-hmm. of like, oh, so and so is not going to pay them for this, and they're trying to starve them out. And I'm like, you fucking idiots, mm-hmm. you greedy bastards! I just, uh. yeah. Also, I didn't put this in the rundown, but uh, R.I.P. to Paul Rubens. He died while we were on break. Well known as the voice of Locke. No, no, no. He's Shock in uh, the Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Speaking of, and he's also Fife in. Beauty and the Beast and the Enchanted Christmas. We've talked about both of those movies multiple times. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to give a, him a shout out. So today we're talking about Ants versus A Bug's Life. And I think we can try to do this with each each set of movies that... I mean, especially with this one. These movies have intense history. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to go super in-depth into it. There are a bunch of you know YouTube videos that you can dive into with you know the history of these. But just to talk about the just the surface level stuff that you need to know. Uh, the first thing that you need to know is Jeffrey Katzenberg. So you ask, who is Jeffrey Katzenberg? Who is Jeffrey Katzenberg? Jeffrey Katzenberg. Thank you. Glad you asked, Grace. <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg was the chairman of the Walt Disney Company from, I want to say, 1984 until 1994. For anyone who's listened to our show and knows their Disney history, that is probably the most pivotal 10-year period for Walt Disney and their animation studio. In 85, we know the Black Cauldron came out and was an absolute bomb for the studio and almost killed the entire company. After that, they had their historic rise from the ashes with The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. The movies that, you know, saved the company effectively and, you know, our fan favorites, Critical Darlings, commercial, you know, booms. Most of that, a lot of that was because of Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm -hmm. He was a a darling for Michael Eisner and he was, you know, he is responsible for fostering the relationship between Disney and Pixar. If you watch the, the documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty which I recommend, or read the book Disney War, which I also recommend, get more into the nitty gritty of, you know, those things. So he's this critical darling. Where was the twist? Where, Where did the downfall start? So with all the success that he brought to the company, um, Katzenberg was looking to advance into, into a greater role when, you know, the then president Michael Eisner was the CEO. Jeffrey Katzenberg was the chairman. In the middle is Frank Wells, who was the president of the Walt Disney Company. I know it's a lot of titles. They all Mm -hmm. have different roles. That's all you need to know. In 1994, Frank Wells dies in a helicopter crash. Very, very unfortunate. Instead of promoting Jeffrey Katzenberg to that vacant position of president, Michael Eisner just assumes Frank Wells' duties Mm -hmm. and doesn't promote him. Naturally, that caused some tension between mm-hmm. everybody and Jeffrey Katzenberg leaves, resigns in August. Um, afterward, he sues Disney for what he thought was his lost bonuses, his un- his, his ungiven bonuses 
mm-hmm. for all of the work that he did. According to this article that I'm looking at, uh, Katzenberg settled out of court with Disney for $250 million. Okay. What did he do then? He took his he took his talents to Steven Spielberg, the great Steven Spielberg and David Geffen, and founded DreamWorks SKG, the studio that Shrek built, mm-hmm. basically. What was their first movie? Ants. <laughs> How does that what does that have to do with a bug's life? Well, Jeffrey Katzenberg knew that a bug's life was in production because he was in, you know, close close communication with um what is his name john lassiter mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this wasn't an intentional the the acceleration of the production and release of ants wasn't an intentional screw you to john lassiter and pixar they mm-hmm. were just kind of collateral damage with you know the war with disney that mm-hmm. katzenberg was raging a bug's life was supposed to release you know closer to christmas Ants was supposed to release in 99, but Katzenberg, with his prior knowledge of his conversations with Lasseter and the production and everything, moves Ants to October. And I think I think not in retaliation, just because of different reasons, A Bug's Life ends up getting released around Thanksgiving. So almost a month after, Apart. Mm-hmm. after Ants releases... A Bug's Life has its premiere. That's really all you need to know. That's the biggest stuff. How did this how did this rivalry come about? Money and pettiness. So, with all that said, Grace, can you tell us a little bit about ants and we'll get rolling? I think you're playing favorites, Tori. <laughs> no, I just it's just uh uh-huh. alphabetical uh-huh. order. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ants was released on October 2nd in 1998. It was directed by Eric Darnell, who was responsible for the Madagascar trilogy, uh, and Tim Johnson, who uh, directed Sinbad and Over the Hedge. It was written by Todd Alcott and Chris Weitz, who were responsible for the 2015 release of Cinderella, Rogue One, and uh, Pinocchio that released last year. And Paul White's co-director of American Pie. Uh, the music was done by Harry Gregson Williams and John Powell. Um, I I was surprised by some of the voices. It's been a long time since I'd seen this, but uh, the stars Woody Allen, Dan Aykroyd, Gene Hackman, Jennifer Lopez, Sylvester Stallone, Sharon Stone, Christopher Walken. Uh, Christopher Walken threw me for a loop. So came in a little bit late in the game. Mm. Um this ants received a Rotten Tomatoes score of ninety two percent, and has a six point five on IMDb and a seventy two Metacritic score. And a brief summary: Ants is about a rather neurotic ant who tries to break from his totalitarian society while trying to win the affection of the princess he loves. And now, Tori, will you tell us about A Bug's Life? A Bug's Life was directed by John Lasseter, founder of Pixar, director of the Toy Story and Cars franchises. Uh, it was written by Andrew Stanton, who was the writer and director for Finding Nemo and Wally. Also written by Donald uh, McHenry and Bob Shaw, who were both the writers. Uh, they were both writers on Seinfeld, and they both wrote the movie Hercules, the '97 Disney movie mm. Hercules. And the music was done by Randy Newman. We know who Randy Newman is. Stars of this movie were Dave Foley as Flick, Kevin Spacey, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Hayden Panettiere as Dot. Uh, it currently has a rating of 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, an IMDb score of 7.2, and a Metacritic score of 77. Summary of the movie, a misfit ant looking for warriors to save his colony from greedy grasshoppers recruits a group of bugs that turn out to be an inept circus troupe. Um, Something I didn't put in the notes was the box office for both of these movies. So while uh, Ants, uh, I mean, right now they both have the same Rotten Tomato score. So there's that. I think at the time, uh, Ants was, at the time of their releases, Ants was more critically um, beloved by critics and fans liked a bug's life more 
uh, A Bug's Life ended up grossing around uh, $363 million during its run, while Ants ended up grossing $172 million in its run. So, okay. looks like Ants won the, sorry, A Bug's Life won the box office war during their initial runs. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the what the the resume of everyone that's you know worked on these movies, especially like on the ant side. Uh, Chris Weiss and uh, Chris and Paul Weiss, their brothers, they both co-directed the original American Pie, which is a wow nineties classic. They're also responsible for probably one of the better Disney animated remi- Disney animation remakes in Cinderella, and mm-hmm. one of the worst ones in Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. But uh, it kind of evens it out because they wrote Rogue One, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story, which is probably which is, the the only one that I want to rewatch right now. I always want to watch Rogue One. Mm. I like the Star Wars movies, but Rogue One is probably it's one of my favorites for sure. In doing research, I was like, "Oh, John Lasseter really didn't direct anything but Cars and Toy Story. That's fine. <laughs> That's what it is. He did Toy Story and Toy Story Two, and he did Cars and Cars Two. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. Uh, let's get into it. First impressions. Ants was so bad. <laughs> what? I thought it was so bad. I watched them back to back. And uh, I watched... I watched... Uh, well, I mean, it was a good comparison. Um, and it felt it felt appropriate. Um, yeah, I thought Ants was so bad. But yeah, I see in your notes you say, one of these movies is for kids. Ants... Definitely has uh, some humor that's not appropriate for kids, but it's still like it's also not an adult movie. So I, I don't know that they figured out their audience. Yeah, I, I will say that the audience, like the focus, is kind of all over the place. I say that you know, ants isn't for kids because the concept of Z wanting to break away from the you know the. God, I'm not going to use all the big words. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, mm. The sorry the col- the colonized mindset that he's in. You know the worker the the worker for the colony mindset that he's in. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't going to get that. I didn't get that when I was a kid. I think it's fine. Like I just i I didn't care for the story. It didn't grab me in. It was it was a little o- all over the place. There wasn't, there was never a point where I cared about Z or the princess, really. Was this your first time watching? Well, I know you, I know we watched A Bug's Life for the, for the bracket. But yeah. is this your first time watching Ants? No, I'd seen it before, but I don't think I'd seen it since it came out. Or maybe, I mean, I, I was definitely in my teens if I've, if I saw it after. Mm. And yeah, Matt was, I watched it with Matt and he was asking before we watched him, like which one of these do you like better? And I was like, I think, I think it's ants, but I could be wrong, and I was very wrong, <laughs> very very wrong. But what about you? What do you think of it? What'd so I kind of liked both of them for different reasons. Uh, I haven't seen ants like I haven't sat down and just like watched ants with a with a you know critical and like digestive eye, like trying to you know understand it. I haven't done that. In a while, if ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've done... I know I've taken a look at Ants... Or sorry. Ugh, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. the entire episode. I know I've looked at A Bug's Life for the bracket. So I've you know analyzed that recently. And by recently, I mean it was, what, five years ago. But with Ants, growing up, I was Team Ants. Mm-hmm. Because... And I'll get we'll get into this later when we talk about vocal performances, but like they had a lot of big names to draw you in, and uh, I was a Toy Story stan, but I was not about a Bug's Life. Like I mm-hmm. did not care because maybe I was a kid and I'm like, oh, I'm all about toys. Mm, I don't really care all that much about bugs. Mm-hmm. So like that was the root of like me picking one over the other. But watching it this time, I really saw how different and extremely similar both of these movies are. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of saying they're they're saying the same things, kind of, but or like it's the same story, mm-hmm. but with different um, like points. Yeah, because Z as a as an 
you know, as someone who's trying to stand out from a colony of ants, it gets kind of, you know, uh, Ayn Randian and everything. Mm-hmm. And Z just trying to, you know, help his colony while he's a constant screw up. It's a completely different story as well. Like, I can see how people are like, oh, this is the same movie because, like, yeah, they're, they boil down to the same thing. If you listen to the, to the, synopsis it's like they're both they both have ants who don't fit in there's Mm -hmm. both there's a princess there's a colony that they're trying to you know save at the end of the movie spoilers (laughs) and there are different bugs along the way and and stuff like i i enjoyed both of these more than i thought i originally would Mm -hmm. i thought it was going to be cut and dry for one i'm not going to say which one Uh, it's it was a lot more even for me than i thought it would be okay we already talked on touched on some of the obvious similarities both stars are ants colonies princesses and queens there's someone who's trying to keep you know there's a there's a reason that the ant that lead ant can't be with the princess they're both trying to break the system in their own ways for different reasons Mm -hmm. like Z just feels insignificant, like his life has no meaning because he's just a, a worker drone, you know. And and it's funny. The, I think the biggest thing for me is when you meet Z, he's insignificant. Nobody knows him. He's this little, you know, neurotic ant. He's basically he's he's just Woody Allen in an ant's mm-hmm. body. That's literally all he is. <laughs> and nobody knows him because he's so insignificant. Mm-hmm. But in a bug's life, everyone knows Flick. Uh huh. He's notorious. Be- because he's the he's he's always screwing up. He's the quote inventor. And he's always they're always like, oh, here comes Flick. That's really the that's really a big difference to start off between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Without trying to get too deep into it, there are a couple of allegories of the in this too. Well not allegories, I will say, but movies that this is kind of similar to. Uh, I know a bug's life, it's for me, it's definitely Seven Samurai. I haven't seen that. Have you seen The Magnificent Seven? No. The Western Seven Samurai? <laughs> no. So basically, uh, Seven Samurai and The Magnificent Seven is, you know, outlaws come to this town and threaten the townspeople and someone goes out and finds, you know, people to defend them and teach them how to fight. Mm, okay and it's also based on um the ant and the grasshopper which is in uh aesop's fable okay and then on the flip side um maybe you can help me with this uh ants reading and trivia ants is loosely based on brave new world which i haven't read uh no no i mean only in that it's a supposed utopian society. Okay. It's been a long time since I've read it. And I haven't read The Red Badge of Courage, but it, you know, trivia says that there's strong story elements to that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I can't really speak to that, but definitely Seven Samurai is a bug's life. Character parallels. I mean, there's, there's an ant, there's a princess, there's a queen, there's someone who's bullying the ant or causing problems for the colony. Um, and then there are the, the cast of characters around. I mean, I know you said that you hated ants, but like, Mm -hmm. which do you think had the better kind of cast of characters? I think the, a bug's life cast fit better. There were certainly a lot more, uh, different types of bugs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think, I think a bug's life, I, I mean, both of these had good casts, but. I was distracted the whole time by the quality and animation between the two. At the beginning of A Bug's Life, so I started with that and then watched Ants. At the beginning of A A Bug's Life, I was like, oh, wow, okay, so, like, early Pixar. But this looks good. For 1998, like, this looks good. The one big thing, like, there definitely wasn't as much dimension and color and like shadows and things like that weren't weren't as natural as as they are now the big standout to me was the water the water was awful 
<laughs> like they, for which one? For A Bug's Life. Oh, yeah. Um, like, they clearly hadn't figured that out yet. One thing that I really liked, the scene where it was raining, where they were flying through the rain, like, mm-hmm. the troop was chasing Hopper and Dot mm-hmm. in the rain. I was like, oh, this is a weird... Mm-hmm. I can see how how it could look bad, but I was like, I'm kind of enjoying the way this looks. Yeah. I, I think it just because we've noticed such a a great advance in kind of nature animation. I, I did think that scene was cool, but that was the one like at, at first when at the water at the very beginning, I was like, okay, so it's it's a little basic. And then we got to that part and I was like, this is it's almost comical. Mm-hmm. It's almost cartoonish. Um, like the big blobs of water and perfect ripples and yeah, it was just kind of funny. It's so funny to me. You speak of water, how the basic use of water in both movies is the same. Like you pick up a drop and mm-hmm. then you just kind of you just kind of suck it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting. Like we, if we tried to do that, it's like oh, the water just gets absorbed into our skin, so it doesn't work the mm-hmm. same. Like, I can't go and pick up a handful of water and just, you know, because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work the same. But it's like, wait, some, someone had, they had the exact same idea how water would work. Mm-hmm. And no one thought, because these were, you know, closed productions and they came out around the same time. No one was like, oh, wait, we should probably change this. <laughs> That's the funny thing with these coming out so soon, because... You know, nowadays, one will come out, you know, a year before the other, and then they'll think, oh, crap, we have to change the way the water looks, because they're too similar. Mm-hmm. What about the princesses? Neither of them is likable. The princess in A Bug's Life is slightly more likable, but, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to make an anxious person or an anxious character interesting, I think. I just have low a low tolerance for that. Then the other one was just, it was just a weird character and ants. Like, there's a sense of entitlement and stuffiness, but also it. I did kind of like that she had some bite to her, but yeah, I neither of them were likable for me. What about you? At the beginning of Ants, I was like, you know, I, w- I was expecting her to be more of a bitch, mm-hmm. but after a while, well, no, she she was kind of, when, they, when she got kidnapped, mm-hmm. uh, it's like she kind of turned into, she went from being like, nice and vaguely sweet to just like mm-hmm. oh no you are the worst person i've ever been yeah. around ever yeah even after and like and after the bar scene where she was clearly kind of into him mm-hmm. they get outside the outside the the anthill and it's just like no you are the worst i hate you mm-hmm. and it, it kind of such a such a flipped switch it was it's kind yeah. of off-putting i'm interested to see like how would z fit in with uh <laughs> Princess Ada and mm-hmm. would Princess Bala like m- flick more, you know? Because mm-hmm. Z was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. And Flick was. Flick's biggest flaw was that he was an idea guy in a colony where everyone was like, nope, we are going to just stay the same. And that's really something that they had in common is that neither of them wanted to do exactly what was prescribed and and it was a sinister plot and it this is a good way to segue into the villains but there was change happening in the colony and ants but i feel like flick maybe could have done a little different like z would have been fine mm-hmm. he probably would have you know talked shit to the grasshoppers at some point and that wouldn't have gone well for him but mm-hmm. i think he i think flick would have done better in a in a different, you know, in the other colony. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, villains, we love villains here. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which villain do you think was better? Hopper. Really? Yeah, I think Hopper was clear, and that that was fine. Like, didn't it didn't need to be complicated? And I thought was was he a general? What was his? Yeah, General Mandible. Dude? I think that would make sense. Like his character would make sense, and. An adult live action movie. Like that's a character that we've seen that's a but it, it didn't fit in an animated quote unquote kids movie for me. I, I think this is one of those situations with us calling it a quote unquote kids movie where we invoke the rule that animation isn't just for children. 
Yes. I, I yeah, my I think my problem with this is it's not it's not like Spider-Man where it's clear that like it needs to be approachable for kids, but it's not a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um this is it looks and feels and acts like a kids movie, but some of the language is just and the writing is completely inappropriate for it, but it's also not interesting enough to be an adult movie. So the way they approach romance is different for example flick and ada versus weaver and azteca mm-hmm. when weaver's you know working z's job and he sees azteca and he's just kind of checking her out and the camera is his gaze and he like, mm-hmm. he's checking her out and she's like uh-uh eyes up here mm-hmm. that and then they just kind of flirt and stuff the equivalent to that is you know flick and ada just getting their their antennae tangled up Mm-hmm. If you see in the background, you can see Tuck and Roll, the pill bugs, just kind of like their facial expressions are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like, that, I think that's the biggest thing, besides mm-hmm. language, obviously, because there's a lot of swearing and um, ants. The, that's how you kind of distinguish, like, oh, this is more subtle, where mm-hmm. ants is like, oh, no, he's checking her out. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I think because I love Gene Hackman's vocal performance, mm-hmm. and, and I miss Gene Hackman and things. I I kind of and and it was kind of twisted how he was, you know, kind of just gaslighting the entire colony mm-hmm. the entire time. You're gonna be, you know, the guest of honor, and then I'm gonna drown your asses. <laughs> like that was dark, and I mean, they didn't waste time kind yeah. of going into like what's your problem with, you know, the working class. Mm-hmm. And he was going to marry Bala and then kill the queen, probably. And that was going to be it. And he was, I guess he was just going to make them live in a military state. Yeah. But there wasn't a why. There wasn't a, like, we didn't get enough context. Yeah. For why he is that way or why he wanted. It's like, what's your reasoning? It's, fuck you, I'm evil. That's my reasoning. (laughs) But with Hopper, it was, hey, I'm bigger than you. Mm-hmm. you're beneath me literally and i'm gonna make you do my bidding and feed mm-hmm. my crew it's kind of like it kind of made me think of like the mafia or something mm-hmm. i love how flick called him on it at the end like we pick enough food for us and you mm-hmm. you need us and i think you know that mm-hmm. how he just called him on his shit the entire time i think General Mandible had a better, he was a little bit more, you know, devious about it, where Mm -hmm. Hopper was just food chain, not food Mm -hmm. chain, uh, animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because, and it helps that this is called a bug's life. So it's just the kingdom Mm -hmm. of bugs, basically, like the world of bugs, where ants, it's really like, oh, you hate your own people for some reason. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm just like, oh, Mandible. There's a lot more there that I think I would like to explore. Mm-hmm. On the back of, you know, me talking about how much I love Gene Hackman. Uh, this is a prime example of, like I was saying, when I was a kid, the the names, you know, Stallone, Jennifer Lopez, Woody Allen, even though I'm not a Woody Allen fan. Ants has bigger names. Mm-hmm. Like Christopher Walken. I love Christopher Walken's character in this movie. He's such a great <laughs> performance. Um but it kind of highlights what DreamWorks was doing versus what Pixar slash Disney was doing, you know, in the late, in the, in the, you know, when these two companies were emerging, mm-hmm. they'll get, you know, Pixar will get, you know, lower tier voice actors that'll give good performances, whereas DreamWorks went straight for the throat getting A-list mm-hmm. talent. Like, after this, you have you know, look at the cast of Prince of Egypt. Look at the cast of Shrek. Um, look at the cast of Shark Tale. You know, they got A-listers. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pixar, you know, the top, t- the the biggest two stars that Pixar had at this point was Tom Hanks and Tim Allen because mm-hmm. they were that big at the time. Like nobody in A Bug's Life is a super big name mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, Julia Weidreifus was on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But and then I think and Kevin Spacey like wasn't isn't really a big the biggest name. I mean he's a good villain. He's he's mm-hmm. a good voice, 
but he's not he's not Sylvester Stallone. He's not Gene Hackman. Like there are four Oscar winners, four Oscar not eight not Oscar nominees just in the cast of Ants. Mm-hmm. Like they they backed up the money truck, which is funny because I have a trivia bit. Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally supposed to be Weaver, but he wanted to be paid for the role, so they went mm-hmm. to Stallone who who did it for free. Oh, so, what even? Shout out again to the actors on strike. Pay them. That doesn't mean A Bug's Life has bad vocal performances. Like, you have the, the, the dichotomy of Francis, the ladybug, the male ladybug. Mm-hmm. That shit still confuses me. I'm like, wait a minute. So is Francis supposed to be a, a guy or a girl? I'm still confused. A guy. Okay. Ladybug is just the type of bug. Okay. But he's a guy bug. Heimlich is hilarious. And the, the whole German accent and everything. Yes. Rest in peace, Joe Ram. Who was your favorite uh your vo- favorite voice performance? It might have been Hopper. What about you? Based on his character, it might have been Cutter, who was Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Like it's a handful. Christopher Walken, um, Gene Hackman, Joe Ramp in in a bug's life mm-hmm. i loved hearing uh joe rocco uh as uh what was his name i forget he was one of the the angry ants that was in in a bug's life that uh, was on the council joe rocco is the voice of roger myers jr in the simpsons okay like a bug's life because they're not big names it was a series of oh i know that voice uh-huh from okay, i recognize things. it like yeah like the nurse the the nurse with the midwestern accent yeah uh phyllis diller was the queen in a bug's life i really liked her she's so familiar and i was trying to figure out what it was what what i know her or her voice from and i don't know She's done a lot. What'd you think of the music? I honestly didn't notice it that much. Hmm. Did you? I did in Ants because the beginning, like the the opening music. Oh, so yeah, there was a lot going on there and some crazy trumpet lines. I like the uh, like I have the the suite from A Bug's Life on the playlist at work. So whenever it comes up, it's very like feels very down homey. Mm-hmm. Like that clarinet line with the theme, it's very it, it's ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then with ants, like when he's in therapy and they're like zooming into the window, like that that uh, bass line with that drum beat. Ah, uh, it 
like I said, I love I liked this movie when I was a kid, and that's just kind of like Agreed. I remember that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very it has a very salsa samba feel to it. Mm-hmm. I like these. I like the score more than I than I thought. I think I might give the edge to Ants a little bit because it mm-hmm. stood out a little bit more. I think I think a Bug's Life has a better theme, uh, but I think Ants had a better has a more versatile score. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I have to mention uh, Danny Glover as Barbados <laughs> because that that scene with the termites. Mm-hmm. used to terrify me as a kid. <laughs> the part where he's like, I can see it in your face. I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> and he's like, we gotta find your body. It's out there <laughs> somewhere. Like, he is just I was. Head. I was. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but apparently termites and ants do fight. Oh. But ants win because they overwhelm them with numbers. And it's like, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what should happen. And I forgot to look up if termites shoot acid from their heads. I don't think <laughs> they do. That's a very visual way to make nature interesting. Termites do not use venom to kill their prey because they have evolved to avoid it. They can squirt formic acid into a wound with their mouths, causing them to feel like they're being stung. Okay, then. Interesting. Okay. Welcome to Disney Versus, where you learn about insects. <laughs> Bit of trivia. James Earl Jones was considered for the role of Barbados, which would have completely changed uh, the trajectory of anybody's life. Yeah. Do you have anything else before I dive into uh, the rest of the trivia I have? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. I already mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger was offered the uh, part of Weaver. Um, though he didn't enjoy working on the movie, Ants is the most successful film that Woody Allen has ever been involved with. That's surprising. Because, I mean, it's not really surprising to me because most of his, if not all of his movies are just, I think they're, they're not self-financed, but they're low budget indies. Mm-hmm. And this is a big budget animation, uh, animated film. Mm-hmm. Makes a little bit of sense. For Bugs Life, the speechless grasshopper that's terrorizing everyone is named Thumper. Mm-hmm. He's named after Thumper from Bambi, who is one of John Lasseter's favorite characters. <laughs> okay. Funny how that works. Ants have six legs. In a Bugs Life, they have they were given two legs to make them more likable. Grasshoppers were uh, were given extra appendages to make them less appealing. <laughs> that's something that i noticed you mentioned earlier that um a bug's life with the animation was a little there was a little bit less color mm-hmm. but like ants when you're in the the everything is a little more realistic color wise i think in mm-hmm. ants in a bug's yeah. life like the ants are blue yeah so it's just like oh they're trying to make everything a little bit more appealing and, and uh-huh. appealing yeah yeah I kind of like that ants, like they have six legs, so they're mm-hmm. it's more accurate. Not that I'm a stick for scientific accuracy with bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did have one thing I noticed the um, the foley was really weak in ants, like just the sound in general, and even like watching their mouths as they were speaking. It like it it didn't continuously take me out of it, but I noticed it multiple times. Something that I'm thinking about, the end of Ants isn't really that satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because what happens? The, the colony bands together, mm-hmm. and Zeke confronts Mandible, and what happens? He rushes him and falls. He doesn't <laughs> fall into the water and drown. He falls and hits, like, a branch or a stuck-out mm-hmm. piece of dirt or something. He could have come back. Bugs life, it seems very final. Yeah. Hopper got eaten by bugs. He got eaten by birds. It's kind of disappointing because I was I was waiting for the end of it. It's like, wait a minute, he just falls and that's it? <laughs> what did he not get, you know, mm-hmm. did they did they not find him and court martial or execute him or exile him or something? 
Like, there's just really not a resolution to what happened to General Mandible. But it kind of adds to the not following through of, like, why is he against his own kind? Mm-hmm. More trivia for A Bug's Life, and I love this one. Uh, the title, a title considered for the movie was Bug Story, because they had Toy Story, Bug mm-hmm. Story. But uh, the team became worried about the expectation of using Blank Story to name all their films. And in thinking of that, I'm just fish like... Fish Story. Yeah, Fish Story. Monster Mon- Story. Monster Story. Car Story. Uh, rat Story. Uh, robot Story. Like, it can work. No. It can work. Lame. Those titles wouldn't have been nearly as, as memorable. But Mm-mm. And a uh, piece of trivia for both films. Uh, both films feature an actor who portrayed Lex Luthor in a Superman film. Oh. And they're both the villains. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, Grace, which film would you recommend or watch again? I would watch A Bug's Life. Um, and I, I definitely think, like, if I have kids, and yeah, like, that would be on the list of of movies. I will not watch Ants again. No. No, thank you. What about you? I would recommend both films, I think. Mm-hmm. I like the ideas that Ants presents with Z being, you know, a an unruly cog in a machine that he's unsatisfied with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I probably won't watch it again anytime soon. But if it's, you know, if I, if, if it's ever like, oh, let's watch Ants, I won't be, I, I, I'll get nostalgic. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. watch it again out of just out of nostalgia more than anything. I don't think I've ever done a, pixar marathon where it's like you know how some people do like oh let's watch every movie in the mcu or Uh let's watch every star wars movie Mm -hmm. i've I've never done a like start to finish pixar rewatch okay it's always like oh i I think i want to watch the incredibles today or Mm -hmm. i'll watch wally to hear the sound design or Mm -hmm. you know but i think if i do a if I do a Pixar rewatch, definitely going to enjoy uh, A Bug's Life again. What would you give these score-wise? I think I'd probably give Ants a 7. I can't tell if you're frozen or just in deep contemplation. I'm in deep contemplation. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I would give Ants a 7. Mm-hmm. And I think I would give A Bug's Life an 8. I think I would give a bug's life seven point eight, maybe maybe like maybe eight, and then I don't know why eight eight out of ten seems so much higher than eighty out of a hundred. <laughs> it's literally the same thing. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> I know. That's how fractions work. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know your time schedules? Um, I yeah, I think I would give ants like a six or a five. No, I'd give it like a five. Ooh, where does Bug a Bug's Life rank for you in Pixar films? We haven't we haven't talked about this in a while. Oh God, uh, I feel like it's how many do we have now? Twenty. We're closer to thirty than anything. Twenty-seven. So I'd put this at like somewhere between fifteen and twenty. By the way, I can't wait to watch Elemental again. Okay. Yeah. I might have to. I forgot that it was out. Well, it's oh, okay. not on, It's not on Disney Plus yet. By the time this episode comes out, it will probably be on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, on the flip side, where does Ants rank in DreamWorks movies? Oh, I don't know enough about what's in there. I mean, like, compared to How to Train Your Dragon, it's very, very, very far below. Yeah. Because there's a lot of... There are 46 DreamWorks animation movies. That's so many. And they started... Like, Pixar had a three-year head start. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen I've seen most of the DreamWorks canon. I have not. I'm looking now. Like, I've seen Prince of Egypt. I've seen Shrek. I don't think I've seen Spirit. I think I saw, like, one of the Madagascar movies. I don't think I've seen any of Kung Fu Panda. I haven't seen Monsters vs. Aliens. I've seen two, maybe three of How to Train Your Dragon. You haven't seen the third one? No. Yo. I don't think so. I saw the one 
did he like find his mom or something like that? That was two. Yeah, I think I've only seen the first two, and I was so disappointed in two, I didn't keep going. Saying this to someone I know who loves the franchise, mm-hmm. three is really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I remember walking out and saying three was really good. But with that said, uh, there's a lot of like I would say ants is near because it's forty two. My God, almost double. Ants is probably near the top of the middle. Mm-hmm. We got. I got to talk to you about some DreamWorks stuff, especially Kung Fu Panda. Ah, welcome to DreamWorks versus. Nope, we're not changing the show name again. That was a one-off. <laughs> It is a one-off April Fool's Day joke. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, what do you got for Drunk Disney? Uh, okay, so Tori helped to come up with these, but really he's he's right that you can use the same rules for both of these. So drink anytime you hear the main character's name, so Flick or Z. Anytime you hear someone say ant or colony. And that's it. That's all you got. It's easy when the movies are based in the ground yeah. <laughs> yeah that's our first uh little back to basics episode uh, of disney versus we got to find a better name for these because i don't like back to basics it sounds weird yeah tell us what you think of the you know potential new format uh give us a rating uh, rate review and subscribe to us on itunes spotify and google Podcasts. you can find us on facebook and twitter uh let us know what you think Drop us a comment. Tell us what we what do you think we should which two movies we should compare next. We got a couple that we're gonna that I've already written down. But uh what do you think? Yeah. We'll consider any and all comers. If you mm-hmm. can make a comparison. Ooh, forgot to say at the beginning, Grace, what's the similarity between these two movies? Bugs. Bugs. Yes. Um, <laughs> for people who are like, what do these because what, <laughs> what do these two have in common? Some people may be like, "Oh, this doesn't make sense." So, I think this one's pretty obvious. We might there might be some other pairings down the line where it's not as obvious, but might there are definitely some that there are stretches. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, and I know we we're gonna do a uh, best of Henry Selleck, best of Brad Bird, where we're talking about. Uh, Iron Giant and The Incredibles. That's mm-hmm. going to be great. I'm excited um, to watch Iron Giant again. I haven't seen that in a long time. Same. I yeah. Going to talk about some Coraline and Nightmare because spooky season's coming up. And yes. We spooky, we spooky right on this podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, until then, thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you guys next episode. Bye. Bye.